I am recording, and now I am minimizing you, you distracting hoe bag. All right. What? <laughs> I can't have the Zoom window open while we're doing the podcast because you are distracting, and I will find myself reacting to visual things, and not everybody who enjoys our podcast has a visual media in which to do that. That's just the patrons. Okay. So, out of courtesy to all of our listeners, I minimize <laughs> All of our listeners! <laughs> I minimize you so I don't have to look at your face while we record. Why, did, why is your music starting to play on my computer? I oh. don't know. <laughs> her, 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 <laughs> she, her. She, 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 she. Oh my god, I love Megan Thee Stallion. Oh my god. I love her so much. That new album is so good. Anyway, anyway, we have to clap, um, we have to do things. We gotta clap, we, we gotta to, clap, we gotta clap, we gotta do more professionals. <laughs> we can do this. All right, you ready? Oh, sorry, I, I just pre-clapped. Sorry. Oh, my God. That was a warm-up clap. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> it happens to I'm... a lot of guys. We're just going to take a <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> But it doesn't mean it's it's the end of the... Of it's the... not the end of the party. Yeah. yeah. We can get it back together, like right now. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Ready. All right. One, two, three. Okay. Uh, so do you do you do you, what do you want to do? What are we what are we here for? <laughs> what are we here for? We're here to talk about a new era of Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Season okay. seven, the last season. Right. I have I have a quick thing from a listener before we get into all that. Shall we just intro the show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. And I, man, it's just every time now. I jinxed myself last time and now I don't have intros. They're gone. You know, men also have that problem. I, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like we all have problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris. Mm-hmm. I am that gay man. I am, all, but despite my homosexuality, I'm also a Martez sister sexual. Um, <laughs> damn right. And Steph, how did mm-hmm. you end up with this moof milker? <laughs> what's, what's a moof? What's a moof? Hold on. What's a moof? I didn't even look that up, and I should have. Uh. Well. See, I was kind of hoping we could wait till uh, Force Awakens for that one, but. Oh, well, okay. Uh, according to Urban Dictionary, it is an all-purpose word. It could be literally any part of speech. Or we could go to Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, I have it already up because okay, I was prepared go. for this. Oh, a- were you? A moof was a creature of the galaxy that had hoof feet and thick hide and secreted milk. Do we have to what? use the word secreted? <laughs> secreted? In that t- yeah. <laughs> moof. <laughs> There are words for secreting milk, like lactation. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Moof milk could be used to make yogurt. That's great. That's it. (laughs) Um, Moof milker is a a way to insult a person's intelligence because it is implied that working on a farm in a galaxy far, far away is primitive. So it's the equivalent of nerf herder. Yeah. Herding nerfs, milking moofs. I want that. You know what? That sounds like the life. 
Herding nerves, milking moose. Do, 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 I mean, do, right do, now I need somebody to... Nerves, milking the moose. Milk my moose. Anyway. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, I was trying to take it sort of in a Jay and Silent Bob direction, but you went straight for your own pants, and I feel like that's on brand, so I'm going to leave I it. feel like that's that, that's the brand. That's yeah, our brand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, holy shit stuff. We're at season seven, Clone Wars. I, I, I don't even know. I don't. You know, I knew this day would come. Yeah. Uh, and I thought I was prepared. I was not. I'm not. No, I, I absolutely not. But we'll talk about it um, in a as, minute. In a minute. Um, do you have? I have a thing. Do you have anything before we uh, get into the episode today? I don't have a thing. I'm actually. What's wrong with you? I'm thing clear. <laughs> I am thingless. Okay. I'm, I'm not. Okay, so we have a question from uh, oh. from a TikTok person, uh, a listener who follows us on the TikTok. Uh, the ancient ginger asks. Mm. How likely do we think it is that the Jedi, in reference to last episode, the mm-hmm, thing that we mm-hmm, talked about, mm-hmm. uh, where we were like, fucking Yoda, didn't tell anybody anything about what happened. Okay. Yeah, we were so happy about that. Right, exactly. Um, the ancient ginger would like to know, how likely do we think it is that the Jedi would even believe Yoda if he told them everything that had happened? Because in the first episode of that arc, they low-key thought he was losing it because he was hearing Qui-Gon's voice. Right. Well... I think Obi Wan would have believed him. I think Anakin would have believed him. I think uh-huh. I think Conehead would not. No. I think Mace would be like motherfucker. What? <laughs> and I don't know where he would have where he would have fallen because it's Yoda. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't I I want to believe that there is some members of the council that would have gone hmm, but right. I don't think so. I I, and I don't. Know. I feel like. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I feel like he would not be, it would not be unanimous. They would not entirely believe him. Um, I do think Anakin would believe him, but Anakin's not on the council. Mm-hmm. Um, rather famously. But, um, I also, I mean, aside from the, the plot necessity of Yoda not saying anything because Revenge of the Sith had already happened, um, it also can be interpreted then that he did not trust them with that information. Mm hmm. And considering our opinion of the current state of the Jedi Council, regardless of whose fault that is, Yoda, um, I can't help but agree with that assessment. Yeah, I agree with you. My my key argument I made last episode wasn't so much Yoda telling the Council. It was Yoda sitting down with Anakin. Mm. And so I think if Yoda actually did that, I, I mean, what if, right? But yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I... I, I that's the part of the story that story I had a hard time uh, with, and that is uh, that's Star Wars for you. Yeah, you have to absolutely. certain things have to, like you said, certain things have to plot because the plot demands it, and mm-hmm. there's just not a way around that. Um, you, I mean, other than maybe not telling that story and not putting yourself <laughs> in that situation, but whatever, you know, whatever. Right. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, I think um, I think the Jedi Council would have fucked him on that one. Yeah. So there you go, the ancient ginger. Thank you for your question. <laughs> Yay, Jedi Order. Yay! They're too far gone to be useful at this point. Yay! Yay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Do we want to get into what we're doing today? Let's do it. 
All right, so what we're doing on this podcast is we are listening to the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means we started with Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, and we have been striding forward through time since then, and today we are, t- we, oh my god, we are in Season 7 of Clone Wars. What? I know, and uh, to reiterate, we are watching in chronological order. Uh. Some of the episodes in Season 7 were in fact aired out of order for the benefit of like having a splashier season intro uh i suppose so the very first chronological episode of season seven of clone wars is season seven episode five gone with a trace episode five not even episode five not even four or three but five Baby, episodes one through four are the bad batch i know i know so no we couldn't just jump into the middle of that i know What's wrong with you? Oh my god, my arm is so itchy. <sighs> Sorry, what? Okay, yay! Now I get I... to edit itchy arm commentary out of the show. <laughs> no, What's wrong I, with actually, you? I no. Well, oh, actually, let's turn this into a quick, really quick PSA. Oh, good. Hey, people, get get your fucking vaccine. That's it. <laughs> Which one? All of them, but in this okay. case, the monkeypox uh, shot. Oh, there you go. I eagerly await mine, but. Strangely enough, Texas didn't receive a whole lot of doses of them. So. Oh, it's like Texas doesn't believe in vaccines. And- it's, like, it's like Texas is a hellscape. <laughs> anyway, uh, so getting back on track. Season 7, Episode 5, Gone with a Trace. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is, If there is no path before you, create your own. Ahsoka. Ooh. I mean, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Anyway, do you have the announcer bit? Of course. Get it. Betrayal. Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano was wrongly accused of treason by the Jedi Council and hunted by the Grand Army of the Republic. Believing his apprentice was innocent, Anakin Skywalker discovered the true villain was Ahsoka's close friend, Burris Ulfi. Unable to reconcile her relationship with the Jedi Order, Ahsoka decided to walk away from the only life she had ever known. Ba 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 bum. All right, so so real talk, hmm. because we've been doing this in order, and I haven't seen Ahsoka in what feels like a fucking year. Right. I legit started to cry when I when the right? intro started. Yeah. Oh my god. I was like, because- oh yeah, all this emotional trauma that happened like a year ago to me, I'm gonna relive it right now. She's a beloved central character to the Star Wars story, and we haven't seen her in forever. And I want to reiterate that one more time. Ahsoka Tano is a beloved central character to the Star Wars story. And I'm saying that again because there are people in the Star Wars online community who seem to maintain the position that she is, in fact, the most overused character in Star Wars. And... The emotional response that I had in finally seeing her again on her busted ass speeder bike tells me that she's important a fucking enough that she's not any more overused than Anakin slash Vader, than Luke, than Yoda. She's on that level. Go fuck yourself. Uh, these are all men to have this opinion? Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. Mm. I don't know. You know, um, this is up there with the, what, uh, this happened a couple weeks back. Some people were talking about how in Rogue One, um, those two characters weren't romantically, uh, inclined. Jane and Cassian. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then there's interviews from the actors and the director that are like, no, they're romantically interested in each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, no, which, okay. You, I don't personally, I don't gaze longingly at the lips of my, my buddies, my pals, my mm-hmm. coworkers and colleagues. There's not a lot of long, silent gazing elevator rides. It's, that's actually how you get written up by HR. So. Yeah. Well, this is, this is where we deal with facts versus opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if Dave Filoni says Ahsoka is a central character, in the mm-hmm. Star Wars story, and he has said that he, he is a million fucking that. times. She, in fact, she gets if a character gets her own goddamn series, she's important to the Star Wars story. Exactly. So it's kind of like you know, you now there's nothing wrong with not liking Ahsoka, right? Have uh, your opinion, but it is a fucking fact that she's yeah. a central character because the creator said so, and mm-hmm. also it is a fucking fact that there is indeed romance in Rogue One because the actors and a director said so. So yeah. We're exactly. going to, that's the end of that conversation. We'll get there when we talk about Rogue oh, we But will. I just, I just yeah. want to underscore there. It's the impact of season seven of Clone Wars after four years of waiting for Clone Wars to have a better fucking ending. And, and we're finally, we finally get the series back and we haven't seen our girl in years at this point. And she shows up on the screen and like my heart was full. My eyes were shiny. I just. Yeah. Well, it's longer than that because we, you know, like we said, we last saw Ahsoka season five. That's true. It was even longer. Yeah. And it was a two year gap between season five and season six. And then four years after that. So, you know, it's it's been a long time. Just a ridiculous amount of time. So let's let's not downplay the character just because you want to be an edgelord on fucking Twitter. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, so we uh, start off this episode with... A shockingly gorgeous cityscape shot of Coruscant. Uh, I the one statement I have in my notes over and over again is "Goddamn the animation!" Yeah, yeah, like wow. Okay, okay. Season seven animation. Like this is an industrial era area of Coruscant. It's not supposed to be pretty. Nope. But fuck, it looks so good. It looks so fucking epic, and Ahsoka looks amazing, and like she's got she's got the Force theme now. Yeah, she's puttering around to the Force theme, and like she's got a new character model. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's an in- we don't know how long it's been really since for for Ahsoka. Like it's not really clear how much time has passed since the last time we saw her. Um, but she's like. Some time has passed. Her mantras and leku are longer. Mm-hmm. She's she's taller. Uh, she's carrying herself in a more mature way. She's got a, a zero fucks given jumpsuit on. Like, congrats on the new character model, ma'am. You look amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I I had questions about the the timing between her leaving the order and now. Um, mm-hmm. I would have said it's right after, but like you said, there is definitely changes uh made with her character model so i don't know i don't know if she was hanging out in the surface of coruscant and just decided to say fuck it i'm going down for and trying to figure out a way to get the fuck off this planet you know what i'm looking up right now she's see doing if wikipedia it. if wikipedia has yeah this is essentially like wikipedia says this is happening in 19 bby mm-hmm. uh so then god what was the name of the episode where she left the last episode, season five. That was The Wrong Jedi. So let me look that up. Mm. See, we're investigating in real time, y'all. Check it out. Oh my god, spelled Jedi correctly. Bitch. 
don't mind me, but, but this is 19 BBY. So essentially, because the Clone War canonically is only three years long, they really have to like, all of this is happening at once. So we're just going to like pretend that Togruta just have growth spurts. Uh, or it's just, or it's just, this is part of the season seven glow up. Um, yeah, no, and, I mean, that's the know. thing is every time that we've had a new, a new season, there's been a new glow up on the characters and that's, right. that's what's happening here. But if we want to try and like tell the story of why she appears to have matured so much, maybe Togruta have stress induced growth spurts. Uh, that sounds fine to me. Sure. There we go. <laughs> Headcanon accepted. Cause stress was there. <laughs> Ahsoka oh, yeah. may be a little bitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got some shit to confront in this episode. So, okay. Ahsoka is flying uh, across Coruscant. She is clearly, uh, I don't know, she's bebopping. I don't know what she's doing. But her bike fucking breaks down. Did you notice that the sound effects were the Return of the Jedi speeder sounds? Uh, I did not. Like, That's awesome. Like, like almost exactly to <laughs> to to the entire uh, chase scene, I guess. That's cool. Um, she's still Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Uh, yeah. Shit breaks. Uh, things happen. And you end up falling through a trafficked area in Coruscant, you know? Very Attack mm-hmm. of the Clones. I love it. Yeah. No, it was really cool. It was a it was a really cool little sequence with her whole crash where she falls, let's do the math here, uh, about 4,000 levels down. Same. Yeah. Uh, but here's I, – I, I watched this and I'm like, man – it's a good thing. She's got like a lifetime of physical training and Jedi reflexes because if this happened to a normal person, they would just die. die. Yeah, they would be dead. <laughs> but anyway, she manages to, with her extraordinary skill and making it look easy, uh, crash her speeder bike on a mech bay platform. And I don't remember when exactly they mentioned it, so I'm going to mention it now. They're on level 1313. Yeah. Uh, can, can I do a quick shout out to the wall run she does? <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> her little her little bitty legs are like moving so fast, they're like a blur. Yeah. And I was like, "Girl, you have hung out with Anakin way too much." Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I, she can think on her feet. Like she's she's she had to good. right. She's so fucking good. Um, so yeah, this mech bay platform is on level thirteen thirteen. The mm. surface, the surface of Coruscant, where she's from, uh, where the Jedi Temple is, is level five thousand one hundred and twenty seven. And quick reminder, on Coruscant, the lower the number, the closer to the center of Coruscant you are and the farther away from economic security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it gets slummier and slummier the lower you get. So, yeah, that, that bike crash took her down about 4,000 levels. Mm-hmm. So, Closer okay. to the planet core. <laughs> the planet core. <laughs> so, anyway, who does she meet on this mech bay platform? Well... Well, can we talk about level 1313 oh. real quick? Yeah, sure. You yeah. got details? Give me details. I got details. So uh, uh, those of us that were uh, into video games, we recall that at one point in our life, there was a project announced called level 1313. And we had some oh. really cool screenshots of what looked like a clone, maybe a, tr- a clone trooper and also a bounty hunter in like a third person shooter kind of setup. Mm, this is right around okay. Gears of War was coming out and all that kind of stuff. And there was okay. going to be a video game called Level 1313. It was going to be a Star Wars game. And also, rumor has it that George Lucas at the same time was also developing a television show that was going to star the character Saw Gerrera. Huh. With a similar premise. It was going to be Level 1313 in Coruscant. It was going to deal with the underworld. <laughs> it was going to be very gritty. 
But uh, George Lucas noted that the technology that exists today that allows us to see amazing Star Wars productions for mm-hmm. uh, for a quarter of the cost that it would normally have been for a full-blown movie uh, didn't exist. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's level. That's the level thirteen thirteen reference. That's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Man, and just, Star Wars is awesome. Start, they never waste anything, right? Nothing. So. E- everything. It is. It is a, a zero footprint kind of a show. <laughs> like yeah. they kind of use everything. Uh, in fact, that will come up again later. The the reusing of everything. So, uh, who does Ahsoka meet on this platform? She meets Trace Martez. Oh, I fucking love her. Oh my Trace god. Martez, Trace Martez and her fucking amazing hair. Right. I'm jealous. Oh. Here's the thing. Look, I the hair. Is amazing because when 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 have we seen anybody with curly hair? Uh, in Clone I, I, Wars, I could not think of anything. Anyone not not curled and styled, but mm-hmm. like curly hair, hair with a texture, hair. It's just it's such a it's such a fucking great look, and it really makes me want to get a haircut because <laughs> I'm like I could do that, I could do that, I could pull that off. I can't, but I want to try. It looks fucking great. The Montez sisters have fucking amazing hair. I don't um, think their hair could have been accomplished in earlier versions of the animation. No, 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 it would have looked like a like a helmet, like a bun, like a like something weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Trace Martez is there, and she's like, "Hey, so you fucking crashed? <laughs> Are you okay? Right? <laughs> Jesus." Uh, and Ahsoka's like, yeah, my bike is broken. And uh, then the bartering begins. Yeah. Well, look, being a Jedi doesn't pay. It does not. Yeah. So if you leave the order, you don't get like a pension or anything, you know? Yeah. I have. I note several times watching this that Ahsoka is having trouble adjusting to capitalist society. <laughs> <laughs> and like, same girl. Same. I mean, yeah. I would. I would not mind living... In the Jedi Temple, getting free food all the time, free meditation right. classes, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll meditate on my belly button all day long. Sure, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Gaze sure. upon my navel. Anyway. Uh, wow. <laughs> any- <laughs> I would just it's be called sitting- navel gazing. I would just be sitting there in the, in, the, in the hallway, rubbing my shoulder, and, you know, I'd be like, oh, Master Kenobi, I'm kind of like tight right up here do you mind uh, giving me a massage <laughs> you know and uh he would refer you to one of the many droids that do that probably you would need to hit up someone else quinlan you... quinlan would do it for you oh quinlan would do it for me yeah absolutely sure. anyway anyway uh so ahsoka's like my bike is busted and trace is like i will fix it but... for a price mm-hmm. and ahsoka's like yeah I, don't, I can't fucking pay you uh, but how about some tools? Okay, so Ahsoka's going to rent some tools, basically, to fix her bike. And and Trace is like, cool, yeah, just park it over there and get to work. It's no big deal. And Ahsoka just looks at her and goes, Hey, why are you helping me? Shouldn't I? Seemed like the right thing to do. Aww. And like that awkward moment when the random mechanic that you encountered in the depths of Coruscant is more Jedi than the Jedi you just left. Right? Yikes. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Ahsoka's trying to fix her bike. It's not going well. Uh, she doesn't rage quit so much as sad quit. Yeah. Well, she's not uh, as good. She She's had to repair many of things, but she's just not that good of a mechanic compared to, like, I don't know, Anakin. Right. And she can't mm-hmm. just manufacture new parts out of her ass. Right. Like, she needs a specific part for this bike. Trace has them, but they're in this ship that she's building. So, hey, hey, let's talk about that ship. 
Oh, okay. What is the ship that Trace is working well, on? Well, it's a modified Nebula class freighter. And you're like, Nebula class? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Oh. It's just mm-hmm. what they called it. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. But we've actually seen versions of the ship in the background through all throughout Clone Wars. But this one is heavily modified. It will eventually get the name Silver Angel. It, it is the Martez ship. It does make various appearances. It makes an appearance in Bad Batch, for example. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the, I don't think it's the actual ship. In fact, I know it's not because Wikipedia doesn't mention it. Mm-hmm. But the model of the Silver Angel does appear uh, in Rise of Skywalker along with every other oh. fucking ship that they've ever had in Star Wars. <laughs> mm. That's great. Um, so yeah, Ahsoka's bummed because she can't fucking fix the bike and Trace is like, are you giving up? What the hell is this? And like, Ahsoka doesn't give up. Like this isn't, this isn't something that she does, but like, we've never seen her just be like, oh, fuck this and walk away. But look, times are hard and things are weird and despair is close to the surface. And she walks out to the edge of the, of the mech bay platform and looks up and the shot of her watching ships ascend away from Coruscant and she's not on any of them. Yeah. Just, it was a beautiful shot and it tugged all of my heartstrings. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm giving Ahsoka a pass because she lost her family. Yeah. Her family rejected her for, first of all. Betrayed her. Yeah. Yeah. Betrayed her. Uh, she's hurting really bad right now. And I'm the fact that she can even function enough to, uh, try to fix her bike and try to figure mm-hmm. it out as a miracle in and of itself. So I'm not yeah. bla- I'm not blaming her for this at all. Oh no 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 no! I think I think where she is is totally understandable. Uh, and we do in this 20 minute episode where we got a lot of ground to cover. They do take a long beat to sit in that moment with her, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, that was beautiful. Anyway, Trace is fixing her fucking bike for her for free because Trace is a good person. Oh, I love Trace so much. Oh. She's great. Uh, anyway, they have a quick culture shock conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because Trace is all like, um, because, well, Ahsoka's like, why are you fixing my bike for free? Where I come from, people don't do this, which is very telling. Mm-hmm. Because she just came from the Jedi fucking temple. Um, and, and Trace is like, where the fuck do you even come from? And Ahsoka's like, oh, right. I should be secretive. Uh, the upper levels of Coruscant. And Trace, living down here where there is no sunshine, where everything is about how many credits you can get for anything, uh, where it's, you know, slightly dirty everywhere, is like, ooh, wow, yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have your problems up there with the Jedi running around, starting wars, policing everything. The Jedi didn't start the war. They're trying to stop it. Sure, sure they are. She thinks it's worse to be in the upper levels because the Jedi suck. That is the propaganda machine at work. That is um, Sidious and Dooku's master, exactly. master plan, right? Mm-hmm. So, And that's the insidiousness, huh? Get it? Of, <laughs> of that propaganda campaign is it's a little true. The Jedi are more focused on the war than they are on their duty as Jedi to the people. Yeah. And that's because Sidious manipulated them into that position. And now he's like, look upon the thing that I have wrought and see that it is bad. Like, I get it. I get it. But Trace's whole thing is like the Jedi have forgotten all about us. They don't They don't care about us at all. Um, they're just not what I thought they would be from all the stories that I heard when I was a kid. And did you see Ahsoka almost argued? She, she, I mean, she is it still considers herself a Jedi in, in many ways, so... 
She's hearing, and she's probably heard this propaganda so much right mm-hmm. before she got rejected from the temple. She's going to have a reaction to it. Right. But then, like, she- I, I, I read, I read her face, like, like, she wants, she wants to stand up and defend the Jedi, but then she's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I'm not a Jedi. Oh, shit, right. they rejected me, too. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. Like, you can see, again, the, the animation, uh, improves and leaps and bounds with micro expressions every season. And there was this huge leap from season six to season seven. The expressions on her face, you see that whole journey where she's like, hey, no, the Jedi are great. Wait, no, the Jedi totally fucked me over and yeah. then tried to gaslight me into thinking it was my own fault and I could just stay now. And, and I left them for a reason. So maybe I'm not going to defend the Jedi today. And all of that just happened on her face while Trace was tinkering with a speeder bike. That was amazing. In like 10 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, Coruscant kind of sucks. Trace is uh, building this ship so that she and her sister Rafa can go and make their way among the stars. Rafa. Get away, get away from the Jedi and the war and everything and just stay out of it. And like, that's adorable that you think you can stay out of it. We'll see you in the Bad Batch, sweetie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. let's talk about Trace real quick. Okay. Uh, so the voice actor for Trace Martez is Bridget Cali Canales, hmm. uh, an actual an actual Latin American actor. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Inclusivity playing actual like Latin Latin coded characters. Oh my god. Uh, Trace Martez is a human female from Coruscant. Uh, Bridget Calicanales, um, she's done, uh, she was in Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Uh, she has done voice work for uh, We Bear Bears, which is a really fun cartoon with bears that don't wear clothes, so they're bear, so they're We Bear Bears. <laughs> and she was also in a short film called Love in the Time of Cholula, which is fun to say. I love that so fucking love much. Love in the time of Cholula. Anyway, so that is Trace Martez. Mm. Talk about that. Let me scroll back down in my notes. Okay. So they're having <laughs> they're having their little conversation and they get interrupted. Yeah? I hate um, mm, yeah. They get <laughs> the 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 <sighs> Tell me about it, Chris. Tell tell let it out, baby. <laughs> I hate its fucking eyes. Okay, so this, uh, what is it? A moin? Is that what they're called? It's a moin. They get interrupted by Pintu Sonel, who is a moin. Do you know why it's called a moin? I don't think I want to know, but why is it called a moin, Steph? Because it was created for and named after the voice actor playing him, Bobby Moynihan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, moins have appeared before in Star Wars. Because of, because this, this, this episode was in production long time back during season six, right? This right. was actually supposed to be in season six. Oh, episode. wow. Yeah, That's I'll get crazy. to that. Yeah. I'll get to that in a little while. But, uh, so Bobby Moynihan already recorded all of his lines for this back then, and they created this character for him back then, but then it never made it to air. So we do see a Moyne in Rebels. Right. Uh, he's like, he's working a gas planet thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we've seen Moines before, but they were in fact created in this episode for this voice actor. Hence, it's a Moine. Would you like to know about Pintuson L, the Moine? Uh, please. And please explain to me why they had to give him like the most horrible eyes I've ever seen <laughs> in a character model. There's no explanation for why this man looks like a guppy with fur. There's nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. 
Uh, so Pintu Son El is a male moin. Yes, again, named after the voice actor. They are sentient brown-furred humanoids, notable for their protuberant eyes, tentacle-like mouth appendages, oh. and their ability to breathe... Claws on 36 gas, which will come up in Rebels. The design for these characters. If you really want to blame somebody, blame Ralph McQuarrie. What? It's based, it's based on concept art that he created for a bounty, bounty hunter for Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Again, they don't, again, they don't we waste, waste anything. Exactly. We waste nothing. Uh, real quick about Bobby Moynihan, the voice yep. actor. Uh, you, you, get, you know who this is. He's on Saturday Night Live. Uh, in Star Wars Visions, he was Geezer the Hutt. Yep. In the in the band. Uh, he's Louie in DuckTales, as in Huey, Dewey, and... Louie. Uh, among other characters. And he's also in We Bear Bears. He plays the panda. I fucking love him. He's, <laughs> yeah, he was he was one of my favorites. When he was on Saturday Night Live, I don't... Is he still... He's not on Saturday Night Live Man, anymore. I cannot keep track of that fucking cast. Well, it, it it's such a fucking... Like, because you don't want to do that show forever. It takes up your right. life. Um, he just was fucking funny as shit. I remember he was on... That undercover boss sketch where they with Kylo, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that's Kylo Ren." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's um, he's a he's a the, Bobby is a legendary nerd, and uh, I've I've seen stories about him on D and D TikTok because of oh, course nice. he's he's that kind of nerd too. He's mm-hmm. been he's been to conventions before where he's playing board games with people and he's nerding out with people. Um, that's awesome. I love a funny fucking nerd. And yeah, that, to me, yeah. is sexy as fuck. It is, in fact, you are correct. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this sexy as fuck, funny fucking nerd, uh, currently looks like a guppy with fur. And uh, he's like, interrupting. He, what? Uh, my friend said, it's like oh if God. you took two bean burritos from Taco Bell. <laughs> stuck them on the front of your face. And stuck them on the front of your face. That's And, 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 get, and put, like, french fries, like, and under your like nose. Some, yeah, I was going to say, like, noodles. Yeah, or noodles and, and noodles spray paint there. all of that brown. That is what you look like. And yep. I can't do it. I'm sorry. And a fursuit. I, um, so, anyway, Pintu. Pintu? Pintu. Pintu? Pintu. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Pintu is there because he's a loan shark, and he's there to collect money from Rafa. Rafa, who's not there. Martez! Your sister said she was paying me today. Where is she? Trace is like, oh shit. Okay, Ahsoka, do not, don't, don't, don't get involved in this, okay? Yeah. And she goes to talk uh, about it. And she, you know, it doesn't go well. The situation quickly escalates to uh, to a brawl. And when this, when the fight starts getting really rough, because Pintu does have two fucking abyssins there with him. Yeah. As his, as his muscle. Uh, the abyssins are the uh, Cyclops guys. Just Love those. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's like, on second thought. Some hope would be great. And this is where I would like to introduce a new counter to the show. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I would like to introduce the Ahsoka is too high level for this mission counter. <laughs> it's going to happen a lot. We're going to see it in Rebels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ahsoka is too high level for this mission because she wipes the entire fucking floor with these guys with her badass steely-eyed battle-hardened ninja warrior vibe that she's got going on. Yeah, 20th level characters, man, in a first level campaign. Not gonna yeah. not yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't she didn't put her one hand behind her back and close her eyes cuz she didn't need to, but like she I could, feel like that's she implied. Should, she might as well have at that point. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's implied. Um 
But yeah, so she kicks their asses, straight up kicks one Abyssin straight in the balls. Just that was inappropriate. I loved it. <laughs> I, I felt I, I I groaned. I feel the pain. It's terrible. <laughs> well, he they're they're beating up on girls. They deserve a kick in the balls. All right. So uh, they. They leave because they got their asses handed to them. And Trace is like, where did you learn to fight like that? Well, my, my As- uncle. <laughs> no, Ahsoka says, my older brother taught me. Oh. oh no, she means Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be Darth Vader in like four weeks? <laughs> yeah, just give him a minute. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to, uh, we meet we meet Rafa. At a laundromat? Is that in a laundromat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> she she apparently just acquired a laundromat as a business front. So yeah, okay, yeah. Apparently, um, and and she's going through them, seeing if anybody left anything cool behind, so she can yeah. make some extra money. Mm-hmm. I've seen gay porn start off like this, just <laughs> FYI, like where like getting stuck in the in the washer. Yeah, like yeah. you know, you're bending, yeah. you're 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 bending over at the lower level dryers, mm-hmm. and then suddenly there's some guy who walks up, like, "Hey there," you know, and then that's or that. like you're like you're reaching towards the back to like clean out the filter or something, and you get stuck, and then some guy comes in and is like, "Hey there," yeah, yeah, this is the appropriate place. I'm not to sure why that's a genre of porn, but it super is. It super is. So yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, we meet Rafa Martez. Would you like to know a little bit about Rafa? Martez? Please tell me about Marfa. Oh, Marfa? Rafa. Wow. I don't know who Marfa is, but let's talk about Rafa. (laughs) 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 Okay. uh, So Rafa Martez and her fucking amazing haircut. I have so much hair envy on these two. Mm. Yeah. Undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's Trace's sister. So also human female from Coruscant. Being voiced by Elizabeth Rodriguez. So yet again, an actual Latina. Huh. Voicing this Latin coded character. Ah, uh, you love to see it. You just I, I love, love it. it. I fucking love it. She's been in tons of TV, tons, uh, including Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, oh, she was in one one film of note. She was in Logan. Who was she? Was she? A, a, a character named Gabriella. It's been long enough since I saw the movie. I don't know who that is. I don't. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Logan in a while. Right. So yeah, uh, Logan, Fear the Walking Dead, bunch of other TV. I mean, the usual stuff like the CSIs and the and the Law and Orders and all that shit. Also, she's in 79 episodes of Orange is the New Black as a character named Aleda Diaz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where I, I know her from. I've never actually watched Orange is the New Black. I watched a little yeah. bit of Orange is the New Black. I, it's You fine. know, I just, I don't relate to a white woman's struggle very well, so. <laughs> but you should, because, anyway. Because <laughs> I, I'm white passing. Because people on the internet think I'm white and accuse me of white splaining things. That's what I was going for. That's where you were going. I you almost love... made it too. Yeah, no, I, I did, <laughs> I did actually. I implied it. You finished it. That's that's oh, okay. uh, oh, okay. Because it's it's safe that way. It's less racist that way. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Anyway, so we have Rafa Martinez, and um, you know, Rafa Rafa's like, oh shit, trace your face. What the fuck. Right, because she got the shit kicked out of her. <laughs> yeah, and Trace is like, your fucking loan shark hit me. What do you think? What the fuck? And we hear pretty quickly the, the sort of life lesson, the mantra for these sisters. It's clearly just them. Like, they don't have other family, right? Yeah. Uh, because Rafa's like, hey, what did I teach you? We can't count on anyone, so we count on ourselves. I know. 
That's how they survive. These are fiercely independent sisters trying to make their way in a galaxy that does not want them to make their way. Right. And that's amazing. Now, let's pause the story and sidebar into talking about the Martez sisters. I, I, I agree. I fucking love the Martez sisters. I agree. I want them to have their own show. I think I, I want to see them some more in the Bad Batch. I want them to be um, super involved yeah. in in all of that because clearly, like, I mean, you know, spoiler alert for the Bad Batch, they're in, they're in the rebellion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're doing all of that. And so, and they're like a contact for Rex and just, I'm really, really looking forward to that for them. Um, so, but here's the thing. When, when season seven came out, fanboys hated the Martez sisters. No. Hated. Like, it was that, that glorious cocktail of, ooh, girl character and brown? Oh no! What do we do? Like, they're so, they were so shitty and they were so anti these characters. I'm and, shocked. Like, shocked. Just, just because it's predictable doesn't mean like it's not fucking, it's just so stupid. So this is, unre- this is somewhat unrelated, but as, oh. a, as a game I played with a group of friends, I was like, hey, let's predict all the shit they're going to say about She-Hulk because She-Hulk came out this uh-huh. week right. and we made like a bingo card list of bigotry. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us won. <laughs> yeah. This shit. Because this they're sh- going to just clear the card for you. This shit is so predictable now and it's so pathetic to me at this point and it's obvious like. You know, I have I, I I got into a f- argument with a family member about Last Jedi, and like as soon as they opened their fucking mouth and started criticizing it, I'm like, let me guess, you're gonna say this, this, that, this, and that. Let me guess, let me guess. Raise a Mary Sue. She a Mary Sue? Cool. Yeah, Tell yeah. me what a Mary Sue is, motherfucker. Yeah. What did you do to Luke? What, what, all that bullshit. Yeah, and it's exactly, like it's becoming exactly. as predictable as the sunrise. And like, mm-hmm. look, hate is gonna hate. And yeah, the the a mature person. A good person. Mm-hmm. If you do not like something, uh, stop talking about it. Don't engage yeah. anymore. Move on. Embrace something you do like. If you're constantly bitching about a thing over and over and over again, you're going to come off like an idiot eventually. And ultimately, if you sound like a bigot, you're probably a bigot. Yeah. And I ain't going to pay attention to you anymore. And the thing is, like the hate that they directed at the Martez sisters, it's just it's it's the same. It's the same as as what was directed at Finn and Ray in the sequel trilogies. It's mm-hmm. the same as was directed at um, at Jar Jar and Padme in the original in the in the prequels. You know, it's it's always the fucking same. Yeah. Keep keep girls and anyone coded to be a person of color the fuck out of my Star Wars. And it's just that now, now here we are in the year of our Lord, 2022, they have very clear language for that, where they're like, it's so woke, go woke, go broke, keep your politics out of this, keep your woke out of Star Wars. And it's fucking ridiculous, but they just come out and say it now, you know? Well, I'm, I'm, I am I'm was reading one of Carrie Fisher's uh, books. I think it was, um, I think it was the, the Princess Diarist, um, but mm-hmm. she, uh, uh, she told a story about how when A New Hope came out, uh, there were articles being written about the New York Times about how it's probably not appropriate for a woman to be involved with all these acts of violence. Which, <laughs> which means that Carrie fucking Fisher, the, leg- the legend, the icon uh-huh. of the original trilogy, got the same bullshit. Because yeah. she's a woman. And, and this exactly. is... Exactly. So, so y'all, y'all out there that are haters, you know, 
if you don't like something, there's nothing wrong with not liking something. Just move on and stop paying attention to it. And Or, or shut your mouth for a second and think about why these characters are here. Is it just to push some woke agenda and force you to admit that there are people other than you who exist in this world? Or is it like some information I found from Dave Filoni, an actual really cool storytelling moment with these characters? Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the the Martez sisters were not in the original version of this story. Originally, in the story of this, that was back in season six, but they, that they were going to do, but they ultimately decided to cut it. The Martez sisters were one character, a mechanic named Nix Okami. Hmm. And it was a dude. And this whole sequence with Ahsoka was going to sort of flirt with the idea that there was a romance between her and this rando that she found. And Instead, when they when they reimagined this story for season seven, they removed the dude and the possible romance. Although I feel like there's tiny hints of it still. I was still and, I was about to say I, I yeah, think the like, romance is still there, but hmm. Rafa is legit hitting on Ahsoka mm-hmm. uh, in the early scenes here. But anyway, um, but they removed him, replaced him with two women, and there's a reason for that. Okay, because this isn't about Ahsoka finding love in the depths of Coruscant. This is this story is about Ahsoka figuring out who she is, who she's been, and who she wants to be. Right. Absolutely. So, Trace and Rafa, according to Dave Filoni, were designed to represent the everyday people of the galaxy and to show Ahsoka how out of touch the Jedi, the Jedi are with them. Right. And these women represent two aspects of Ahsoka. Trace represents the younger, naive, the ambitious dreamer Ahsoka that she was before the, the Jedi Order betrayed her. Yep. That girl, Rafa represents a potential future for Ahsoka, one that's a little darker, a little more cynical, a little more willing to do whatever it takes, a little more desperate. So us. A little little more survival. Oh my God, bitch, get back in the story. No, not just us. Um, But... But Rafa, Rafa is there to show Ahsoka what her future could be. Trace is there to show Ahsoka who she was. And now Ahsoka's in the middle, trying to figure out who she is while her worldview is being so thoroughly challenged by these two women um, that they make her really think about what her place is in the world and where she belongs and if she can have friends and what her new group of peers might be and and all of that shit. These characters are so important to the journey of Ahsoka, who is so important to the Star Wars story and not overused at all, you motherfuckers. Wow. Anyway. But but yeah, yeah, I agree. (laughs) But that's all according to Dave Filoni. That's just, that's what he had to say. I love that. That is um, the intention of the creator of the story. They so. they are supposed to be a mirror for Ahsoka. And, exactly. But, man, oh my god, they're women, and they're brown, and oh my god, you're so... Why do wo- they even... Why are they even here? Meh, meh, meh. Oh my god, you're so woke. They're <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, bigots, sit the fuck down. Yeah, exactly. Go to the back yeah. of the room, sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up. Your bigotry is why you can't have nice things like good stories, so go fuck off. Or a partner. <laughs> or love. <laughs> or love. Can I can I sidebar something really quick sure. on the, along those lines? Um, yeah, there was sure. that there was that article that came out in Business Insider, which was actually a a quote from a New York Times article. Did a bunch of research and how there are now men who are so lonely 
because they can't find a partner because their old tactics of uh, <laughs> of being uh, toxic masculine sexist pigs are no longer working. Yeah. And we because- should feel sorry for them. I know, because women can legally get their own bank accounts now, so they don't need to submit to the financial abuse of a man in order to, you know, have food that they buy. So, now we don't actually actually need them, and they need to be likable, and now they're lonely. I love it. Yeah, so... I'm here for it. Guys, there's a thing called therapy. You can actually, un- you can actually unlearn uh, really bad behavior and learn new behavior that's really great. Trust me, I am a product of this. You can do it. <laughs> and so if you're having a hard time finding a girl or whomever you want, um, the problem is you. So go fix it. <laughs> Stop blaming culture. Stop blaming wook, wookism on, on, on your flaws. It is your fault. Go fix it. Yeah. All, all I hear when some guy is like, everything is so wook now and I can't, I can't even, women don't even want to touch my pee pee because (laughs) every time, (laughs) because that's the level of emotional maturity they're operating on. Okay, fine. They're, they're operating on my pee pee. But (laughs) every time I hear that, all I'm hearing is, I don't want to have to change me. Don't make me make effort. God and yeah. like okay, so you're fucking useless. Noted. Anyway, we've sidebarred pretty hard, and we should get we should Let's get, get back, back on track. Into it. But, anyway, but, yeah. but 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 hey hey hey, we will get back on track after a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Oh, I saw uh, what you did there. Oh. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so Rafa and the laundromat gets introduced to Ahsoka, and she says, "Who is this interesting creature?" My name is Ahsoka. Lovely name, Ahsoka. And she's into it. Yeah. Ra- Rafa's really into Ahsoka. Well, wouldn't... But Ahsoka's so pretty. She's too young. <laughs> like, too young. Too young. I don't know what age she is right now, but I'm afraid to say that. Anything like that. Well, here's the thing. At this stage, I think we have to assume that she is at least age of consent. Um, because we're... Again, we're playing... She's... Okay. This is why I hate the fact that the Clone War is three years long. Because it fucks with everything. Yeah. Because Ahsoka was 14 when she joined Anakin as his Padawan. Okay? Mm-hmm. 14 running around in battle theater with a tube top on. Thank you, George Lucas. Um, so here we are at the towards the end of the war. So it's three years later. So yeah. she's 17. Mm-hmm. Still feels a little young. Yeah. Very. Um, yeah. So, but if she was still the character model that she was when she left the Jedi Order, this moment would be really awkward. But I think we have to assume a couple of things. One, the the character model glow up is to show us that she has she is older, mm-hmm. regardless of the timeline. Stop looking at the timeline; it doesn't make any sense. Look at the development of this character mentally, emotionally, physically. She's a young adult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Martez sisters, I think Trace is probably slightly younger than her, and mm-hmm. Rafa is only slightly older than her. These are her peer group. Mm-hmm. So they are also young adults. And we just have to, we got to go with that. We have to hope that they're all of age. We have to headcanon that they are. And just, and just, just fucking go with it, man. Anyway, Rafa's totally hitting on Ahsoka. Um, totally. But, uh, and I, I'm totally. here for it. I want that yeah. to happen. Yeah. No, I support it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Uh, what, what's, uh, what's going on? Why does Rafa have a laundromat? 
Uh, well, actually, Trace wants to know that too. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, "What the fuck? I just got my ass kicked by your goddamn loan shark. What the fuck?" Uh-huh. And Rafa's like, "Look, I have everything under control." Blah blah blah. And then mm-hmm. we see the coolest looking male Twi'lek, Twi'lek, right? Twi'lek, Twi'twirl, Twi'twirl, whatever. We see the citizen of of Ryloth. We see the coolest citizen of Ryloth I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was here for like the patchwork tattoos on his face and stuff like he that. He looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, come to find out, he's what's called a Rutian Twilight. Oh. Rutian refers to having a blue skin tone. Apparently, there oh. are within within the Twilight culture, they have different words for their different skin tones. I see. I see. What are the words for the other skin tones? I don't know. <laughs> we move on. So, yeah, so he's all, hey, I hear that uh, there's an awesome droid builder here, but this is a laundromat. (laughs) I'm confused. I'm so confused. Real real quick. Guess who's voicing the the Twi'lek? Who? Twi'lek. No, guess. I always get this wrong. (laughs) Uh, D. Bradley Baker? Correct! Oh, my God! (laughs) You're the party star! I fucking love it. Good job, baby. Yeah, that's D. Bradley Baker. It only took seven seasons, but I'm here. I'm here, baby. <laughs> I think you might have gotten it right once or twice before, but you because know, this be- is 83 episodes in. I can't remember. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, D. Bradley Baker, the Twilight, is there uh, because he wants some droids built, and he's confused about the fact that he's standing in a laundromat to get that done. Yeah, and Rafa's all, this is a front. Don't worry about it. Just, right. you know, bring the droids to the back, and I'll take care of you. And sure. Meanwhile, Trace is like, who do you know that can build a fucking droid? <laughs> Trace. Honey, and it, right? Who do you think? <laughs> Girl, come on. Work with me here. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah. So, the Twilight uh, leaves and <laughs> Rafa turns around. So, Trace. And Trace is like, God damn it. And immediately, I love their dynamic. Like, right yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Rafa's the wheeler and dealer. Trace is the one with the skills to back that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we get back to the shop and Trace is working on three droids that look an awful lot like a big daddy from Bioshock. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, they're, they're called, <laughs> they're called binary load lifters. Now, I've been called many things in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, right. But anyway, let's get let's get into those. Uh C L L M two binary load lifters were a model they're type two load lifters as they are called in the show. Uh-huh. Their char- character model design is very similar to the to the little builder droids with the big eye and the disc that you hit in the eye and they deactivate. I don't remember those little there cute things. There is nothing about them that looks like a pit droid. No, go nothing. back, go back, go back to your character model and just focus on the head part with the eye. It's very similar. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take your word for that because I don't see it. But do you remember in the, the uh, terrorism episode uh, where with the... Uh, Which one's the terrorism episode? I'm sorry. I forgot. We're in Clone Wars. <laughs> um, when Grievous sends those trash, uh, those trash droids uh, into Coruscant, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they were th- those models are very similar too. In fact, that the, I can see the sound effects they make along with the soda can droids from season one Clone Wars. Uh uh-uh, uh yeah, are all very similar. So this is like the I this is like the greatest hits of, of droid droids. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like shit. We forgot to draw something for these. Uh, 
quick, let's take a piece of this droid, piece of that droid, put it all together, and bam. And we use sound effects we got from Clone Wars Season 1. Let's go! Yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, these are... But, unfortunately, uh, something went, or is really fucked up with the programming of these droids. They mm-hmm. get super aggressive. Uh, now, yeah. they... Um, in Coruscant, of course, uh, people will build droids like this so they can put them in a gladiatorial arena and make them fight each other <laughs> and that's what and that's kind of the one of the primary purposes of demolition droids is to oh, destroy okay. and okay you know if you want to have that kind of droid you put them in a pit and bet on them mm-hmm. fun times yeah so this moment here where uh ahsoka's like ah these droids these are these are weird i mean they're not an astromech i know astromechs and trace is like you know a lot about a lot of stuff <laughs> and ahsoka's like yeah i don't know people so good mm-hmm. that's not that's not a thing that the jedi teach you is like how to have interpersonal relationships or anything mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. a thing that she was taught um they have a cute little conversation but then trace drops it there are good people and bad people and some are just crosswired like this binary load lifter binary load lifter wait a minute these are binary load lifters oh no and she gets this horrified look on her face would you like to know why uh, go ahead. In the Star Wars Forces of Destiny show, oh my God. Ahsoka fights a rogue loadlifter droid in the episode The Padawan Path. Oh. She has had to fight droids like this before. So right about the time she's realizing what kind of droid she's dealing with, it's fucking attacking her. <laughs> so, <laughs> oops. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and look, I liked the droid attack sequence. This oh, I droid, love it. this droid, it fucking breaks out. It restraining bolt, restraining bolt. It takes off, and uh, I, I, I giggled the whole time because this droid is just do 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 smash do 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 kick. Like it's just breaking shit to break shit. It's a te- like, it's a Tasmanian devil for sure. Yeah, yeah it's having yeah. so much fun. I'm like, oh, look at him go! This is terrible. People are in danger, but look, he's he's just let him have his fun, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but they can't because you know public menace. Yeah, so yeah, so this whole sequence it's uh, it's hard to go scene by scene with it, but it's, oh yeah, it's a well, good sequence. It's a really good chase. Yeah, and it's actually kind of the rest of the episode too because yeah. they basically have to spend the rest of the episode chasing after this fucking thing. Uh, uh, Rafa is not happy. Rafa is like, "What the fuck is going on?" Right, exactly. <laughs> and, because and, that's not her droid. No. <laughs> like, and Trace is like, "Don't worry about it. We got it." <laughs> and they almost <laughs> didn't get it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have to call out the uh, goat person. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a goatle who was cheering them on at one point when they were like trying to because like they deactivate the droid and it's falling, but the forklifts got it and Trace is stuck on him and Trace is gonna die. So Ahsoka's like trying to winch him back up, and she ends up having to use the force to do it. But like, yeah. she don't tell anybody. But yeah, the goatle, goatle's like, oh, they got it. <laughs> <laughs> It was really cute. But I did, I did go back and rewatch the sequence after I saw the Godel, and I was like, wow, I noticed in the background, every fucking character model they've ever used is in somewhere in the background. Yeah, absolutely. They fit them all. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it, it, this shot, these shots had to have been so expensive, but they just went ahead and did it because they could. Yeah. And, uh, it's almost like the lower level you get in Coruscant, the, uh, the more diverse your population gets. Hmm. Weird. Also, Weird. there's tukas. There's tukas everywhere. Everywhere. I fucking love it. Yeah. Get me a Coruscant tuka. Fucking feral little beast. 
<laughs> I want one. I have one. If you if you are a Patreon person, you can see him. He's up there on a shelf. Have a little wolf cat. Yeah. It's back there. I anyway. So after so they did get the droid back and they get the droid back. And you know, they get come together and Ahsoka's like, yeah, so you know, these things are really dangerous as you may have just observed. Uh-huh. The the no sirens in the background, by the way. Yay, level thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, no, there's no cops down here. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ahsoka doesn't want them to give the droids away. Raf is like, uh, we need to be smart, but don't worry, I'm going to do the right thing. Ahsoka, right? Ahsoka is not buying it. She looks concerned. But she- well, Ahsoka's monk privilege is showing, right? Uh, because she's like, no. Okay, you have to dismantle them. I am not going to dismantle those droids. A deal is a deal. They could hurt someone. Honestly, not my problem. You don't know what those droids could be used for. They're dangerous. And like, the Martez sisters don't have the luxury of Ahsoka's morals here. Right. They need to eat. And so does Ahsoka, really. Mm-hmm. She needs to, she needs to recalibrate because like food costs money, bitch. <laughs> but this, this is not. Rafa checks her really quick here because Rafa's like, look, I can't give them back to him. Like I, I can't keep them. I can't dismantle them. They're not mine. And I don't worry about this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to do the right thing. Trace, you trust me? Cool. Ahsoka, you're fucking new here. Shut your face. And Rafa's not hitting on her anymore right now. Nope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that was the thing. Uh I think at this stage Rafa was like, "You know what? You idealistic bitch. <laughs> I think that you're dumb as shit. You don't know what it's yeah. like. You don't know what it's like to be me. You don't know what it's like to have to survive down here exactly. and you're giving me this fucking lecture." Right. Like, who the fuck are you? You've been yeah. here 5 minutes and and you're telling me how to run this business mm-hmm. and like you've never you, you, Ahsoka so clearly is is speaking from a place of high-minded privilege. Um and yes, okay. In a perfect world, those droids would be broken down for scrap metal and and parts and that's it because they are clearly dangerous something's wrong with them but this is not a perfect world and nope. that's not rafa's property nope, nope. a jedi a jedi might be able to just destroy some stuff and walk away because they have that kind of authority but rafa's gonna have just so much more trouble anyway that that will explain that in the next scene so uh <laughs> she rafa's like hey trace go get something to fucking eat and i will meet you there okay cool and i really liked this scene this like wharf diner oh, situation yeah. that they're at yeah that was really cool like it's just regular people hanging out eating bad diner food and there's like tukas jumping up on the tables and eating your stuff it's just it was really there's like pop music in the background yeah it, i mean there it reminded me of a bunch of places i went to in europe where you know they had you know, so many areas of like old warehouses on the mm-hmm. dock and all that kind of stuff, and they weren't being used anymore. So they got repurposed into like restaurants and such. And yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And just like in uh, Cyprus, for example, you will have cats fucking everywhere. Uh, <laughs> they will jump on your table while you're trying to have dinner and straight up take your fucking food because they can. And you're not supposed <laughs> to fuck with the cats. Nice. That's it's a law. Ew. Yeah. So mm. gross. I bet that's real sanitary. Anyway. Yeah. But whatever, it's cats. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't. I, they don't give a fuck. I would, I would be charmed. So, who am I kidding? Yeah, I'd be you, that tourist who's like, I ordered two plates so they can have one. And people are like, Yeah, you're not supposed to touch them. They're sacred. Don't fucking touch them with your tourist hands. You fucking tourist. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Anyway, so 
uh, Ahsoka's like, so, um, do you ever get to have any kind of say in what goes on in your life when Rafa's around? Oh. And Trace is, Trace very kindly is like, that's my sister. Yeah. But you. <laughs> Ahsoka, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, Rafa shows up and we find out Rafa is actually pretty fucking smart because she turned it around back on the Twilight and was like, your droids are fucking dangerous. I'm charging you double. Right. Which is perfect. And Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's all, oh, clutch him up, pearls about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. how could you possibly give him his droids back? And Rafa's like, bitch. Look, they weren't mine to keep. We don't build them. Somebody else would. I don't give them back. That's more trouble for the Martez sisters. Obviously, we might as well make a fucking profit out of this, pay off the loan shark, and get my sister some new tools. How about you and your pearls back the fuck off? I love it. And uh, it was kinder than that because it's Clone Wars. Um, but, but not much, really, quite. Not much. Not, 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 not a lot, <laughs> lot, lot kinder. Uh, Rafa's got some pretty serious uh, stank side-eye for Ahsoka here. And Ahsoka's got some lessons to learn about tempering the application of her high-minded Jedi morals to real-world situations. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we're on that journey with her right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, that's why the Martez sisters are so important. Because we have to, they, they are ushering Ahsoka through a journey of self-discovery and not in a lesbian porn kind of way. As much as I would want it to be so. <laughs> you were just, you were just giving me shit for saying Ahsoka was pretty like 20 minutes ago. And now you're like, baum chicka baum baum? Well, now that we've agreed that Ahsoka is of consenting <laughs> age. Oh my god. Anyway, Ahsoka is really uncomfortable with the turn of the conversation. Is like, I should go fix my bike and leave. I yeah. don't need to be here. This is, this is uncomfortable for me. And that's because challenging the way that you think about things, challenging your worldview is uncomfortable. Uh-huh. It is it is uncomfortable, and you should sit in that discomfort until you figure out why it's uncomfortable, instead of just ranting and raving about the existence of um, of women and melanated people in your media. What's that? Are we tying it all back together? We are. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so tell me more about how uh, challenging your thoughts makes you uncomfortable, and you should be more open to changing your mind about things. I'm uncomfortable a lot. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Uh, I don't like change. I don't like to challenge the way I'm thinking about things. It's very uncomfortable. But at the ripe old age of 42, I am figuring out, and it, like everything is a process, right? I'm figuring out that, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sit with that discomfort. And all it is is discomfort. It's not pain. Right. It's just discomfort. And like, being a chronic pain patient really gave me some perspective on that. Like, you can sit with discomfort and figure it out. That's not hard. I mean, it is hard, but, like, it's not going to kill you. You know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I, challenging. I, I didn't say I'm good. To be, to be clear, I'm not saying I'm good at it or I'm going to do it consistently. This is a mission statement for me, too. I am also learning with Ahsoka here. I love it. Anyway, Trace is like, I'll, fi- I'll help you fix your bike. Let's go. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> So, uh, so what did we, it's okay. So what did we, we learn? <laughs> what, what did we learn? Uh, we learned that we have an hour's worth of opinions about this 20 <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I fucking miss Ahsoka. So glad to have her back. Oh my God. I'm so oh glad my God. We're on season back. seven. Oh, I know. And I'm so glad that we are, that we're taking this one episode at a time because season seven's got a lot. 
There's there's three more episodes with these sisters. Yeah, yeah, there's just more nuance in these episodes because they can. They can animate all of it now, so. Oh, my God, it's so good. The animation is gorgeous. I'm so happy to see Ahsoka again. By the way, fun fact, uh, this episode is the first episode ever in Clone Wars to not feature any characters from the feature films. I love that. Yeah, because it's Ahsoka's goddamn story, and her story is important enough to get this kind of focus. But they're overusing her, Stephanie. She's overused. <laughs> How dare you? All right. Anyway. That's do all we I have got. Any, do we have anything else for today? No, you're good? Nope. Okay. So then next time, we will talk about Clone Wars Season 7. Season 7. Episode 6, Deal No Deal. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun I can't dun, dun. wait. I can't wait. Okay. Um, so then I guess we're ready to outro. You want to outro? Let's do it. Let's do the outro. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate each and every one of you and your shining faces. If you would like to hang out with us uh, in between episodes, you totally can. We are on all the social medias that matter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at DarksideDivas. Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast via your favorite podcast platform of choice, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. Uh, please subscribe. Please leave us a review. Also, we have a YouTube channel under the Dark Side Divas uh, brand. Uh, just search for Dark Side Divas, and you'll find visual versions of our show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Many of them have special guests that are all awesome. Also, we have a... <laughs> this gets longer and longer. Also, we have a swag <laughs> store, redbubble.com. That's what she said. Hmm? Uh, I wish uh, <laughs> redbubble.com forward slash official divas we have a swag store you can buy all kinds of wonderful shit with our logo on them and also yeah. in- inappropriate sayings uh, buy our stuff please and then last but not least <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go full whore I was about uh, pa- to say <laughs> yeah. you, you went for it I can I admire it uh, and also we have a Patreon if you wish to support mm-hmm. our channel five bucks a month uh, gets you access to video versions of our podcast um uh, our Discord community, which is super awesome. We do special events there uh, from time to time. And also, we're starting to come out with some exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have anything to announce yet, but something very cool will be dropping soon in our Patreon. It uh, is true. Uh, so five bucks a month gets you access to all that and so much more. So much more. All right. I think that's it. That's it. That's it. That's everything. Okay, cool. Um. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.